Now, X, I need you to tap into that big brain and formulate a strategy. Are you in? Yeah! Kof, I need you to make like the Flash and run circles around these fools. Are you in? Yeah! Dan, I need you to dig deep and become the GOAT face killer! Are you in? Yes! And Kane! Kane! Kane, are you with us? I give you my word. This is a battle we'll win. And with this vow, forever has now begun. This, I promise you. Okay. Okay. Yeah! Was that in sync? So, it still applies. It still applies! Get it? Text a message, I don't know the number. Flexing on these niggas, every bone and muscle. Steady taking shots, never hurting them. Even then, y'all don't worry nothing. And I'd like to give a shout out to my niggas with the game plan. And shout outs on my niggas with escape plans. Uh, 20 bands, rain dance. We can eat the rain check or we can make plans. Pockets loaded, rocket loaded, can't let's rock and roll this. Time to go, lock, stock of two smoking barrels locked and loaded. Diamonds glowing, chop climbing on them. We think I'm jumping out the window, how I got them open. Line around the corner, line them up the block and over. Sometimes I even stop the smoking when it's time to focus. My shade, Dior, my pants, below. Create, explore, expand, concord. I came, I saw, I came, I saw. I praise the Lord and break the law. I take what's mine and take some more. It rains, it pours, it rains, it pours. I came, I saw. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the A Show with Justin and Mills. I am Justin, of course, and I have my co-host Mills on the other line. What's going on, Mills? I'm fuddling with the headphones, so I apologize in the background. But tell me how you are doing, my friend. I hear you're coming live from Sane's asshole. Yeah, it's been it's been rough. Uh, we we had a little heat wave last weekend. I wouldn't even say it's little; it's a big heat wave. Uh, at least 113 to 120 degrees in certain places in Southern California. Now, is this dry uh, heat or humidity? Like, what are we talking? It's not humidity. It's completely dry heat. It's like, you can't, like, I, I've been in 100 degree weather in, uh, in Virginia. Like, this is, this is some, a whole other shit that, I, that I'm experiencing here. Um, and of course, it's like, it's not just me anymore. Like, you know, I have like a little, a little puppy and he has he has like breathing problems, so like you, we can't have him outside. He couldn't go outside all weekend, so we had to be in there with him. You know, it's like it was it was rough, and it was hot everywhere. So like I couldn't have him at my house because my house uh, was getting too hot. Because of course our air goes down <laughs> as the heat wave starts, Jesus and I have so like it's it was terrible. It was just a ter- terrible weekend. Um, but it's a little bit better. Uh, I, I'll say back to 70 degrees in my neighborhood, but it's still, you know, it's still summertime in California. Like you, usually it's around 70, 80 degrees here in the summertime. A hundred is completely out of control. 
Like it's never like this here. It it was like that for us about last week, but the difference is we had humidity, which to me makes things way more disgusting than it has any right to be. Because if you, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced humidity, but uh, over a hundred degrees with humidity, everyone's sweaty, everyone stinks, everyone. Yeah. I feel bad for the homeless people. There's so much homeless in New York City. Like the homeless rate is crazy. There's like people like just laying outside, but we got we have a good string of weather right now. We're in the mid eighties. We're chilling, but I feel like, I don't know uh, how is it good to be discussing our weather woes in, on, in uh, our first world <coughs> weather woes on a wrestling podcast. No, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone's going through it. You know, we got to make ourselves seem that we are, uh, we are, down to earth in some way, you know. We, we are. We're, we're, we're real. Totally. We're real. We're real. Have you we're seen, you have you how seen, real we are? Um, have you seen this this Instagram question thing? I've seen the Instagram question thing. Um, it turned into form spring really quickly, didn't it? <laughs> it turned into a curious cat situation really quickly, didn't it? Yeah. Um, I. Uh, I. It's weird. I, I got on it for a second. I didn't even mean to start it, but. Uh, but you did. It was mixed. I didn't know that. I didn't know that that's how it started. Because the thing is, I didn't ask a question, or, oh. or I didn't say ask me a question. I said this question shit is wild mixy. Then people started sending me answers, and then you kind of get addicted to it. I'm I'm probably off it after today, but um. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I, I never. I've never done former Springer or Curious Cat. I've never done it. I, so like you can't. I say feel that. like people would love to ask you questions anonymously. Because that's yeah. how I feel like people would definitely because if I, I think people are genuinely like do not want to ask you questions to your actual face. <laughs> and but it's not it's not it's not anonymous. You can see who asked you the question. That's the thing, it's crazy. Oh, okay. It's anonymous to That's us. why it's that's why it's nasty. Yeah, it's anonymous to you guys. It's it's that's why it's mixy because this is definitely like mixy. a question. Yeah, like <laughs> This is definitely mixy. I've definitely seen like, do you have a boyfriend? And she's like, Haha, I knew you were going to ask that. I was like, who's asking that? And why is your boyfriend? Why are you letting your boyfriend know that people are asking that and you're doing LOL? I knew you would ask me this. Like, this seems like a bad yeah, idea. It, it's a it's a terrible idea. That's why I'm like, but you can ignore it. But it's like the same way. It's like it's super mixy because you know who's gonna who's asking. Like, I have a I have someone who has like a strange account. Who's like a has an alt account and it's been like just constantly spamming me with like like he's so upset. I mind you on the social media, I've never actually so I might have responded to somebody, so he probably would have had to go into my mentions to see it. I've never publicly said that I like the Scorpion album. I told someone on on Twitter that I liked it, but he was like, "Why do you like Scorpion, but you don't like Pusha T's album?" I was like, "You really want to do this here, my nigga?" Like, listen, yes, people are weirdos, bro. People are weirdos, and shout out to the weirdo who's probably listening to this podcast right now. God bless you. But you know. Just like yeah, just uh, this this promotes a lot of weird activity, a lot of strange activity. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. on one hand, it may make it exciting for like celebrities who are bored at an airport or something like that. Um, but on the other hand, I don't know. You know what? I appreciate where Instagram is going with this because they have really kind of like they're pretty much like stepping on the neck of Snapchat and like twisting the head off. Um, yeah. So At I this point, it's just stupid. At it's just stupid. Just Instagram has music. <laughs> we have polls. I mean, the filters are literally the only the filters on Snapchat are better than Instagram because Instagram filters are just way more lifelike, like incredibly lifelike. Um, 
But we got music, we got polls, we got questions, we got all extra shit. Like, I feel like the only thing they're missing is I shouldn't have to have 10,000 followers to embed a link in my profile. Like, it just yeah, shouldn't. That's stupid. I'm not yeah, going to reach that. I, I, I hate that. I'm not going to reach it. So it is what it is. I don't give a fuck about Snapchat that much. I don't post as much, um, really. I post more in the stories and then sometimes I'll go on a string. Like if I don't have a haircut and I feel like I'm very close to needing a haircut, I will not post oh. on, on my stories. So, Oh my Lord. I, I think, you know, if, if we get as many people who listen to this show on all platforms to just follow us on Instagram, we could probably do it. We should start pushing the Instagram. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, let's I mean, but then, uh, Instagram, I, you know, Instagram is another world. Instagram it's is a mixing world. It's a different world. It's literally different. You know what, kids? I feel like we're the last generation on Twitter. Kids are not signing up for Twitter, bro. It's hard like, to get into Twitter. That's why it's yeah. very hard to start off with Twitter right now. Right, right, right. It's very hard, but it's not hard to start off with Instagram, get popping, make viral videos, and everyone's in your comments, and it's like a community within itself. The kids nowadays, they're on Instagram is like number one social network and then i forget what's number two i think number two is snapchat which is still weird but you know it is what it is my niece has a snapchat my niece is nine um i don't know i try to monitor her snapchat because i don't but i feel like just in general the world is such a it's hard to get into twitter and i feel like just the next generation is gonna be all instagram bots man that's just what we can prepare for yeah, it is. Uh, it is definitely getting weird. And I think that the question thing is, is more intrusive. And it's like things such as like, did you hear about that that journalist who said something, you know, critical? It wasn't even really critical. It was something that was like, it was, it was fair criticism of Nicki yeah. Minaj. And she's just become, you know, this hated figure now because she's, she expressed her opinion. I feel like, well, all right. So, Definitely, this is a topic that's coming up on the next episode of um, Two Belts. So Two Belts, we're going over, like, I don't want to say, like, what the fuck is wrong with Nicki Minaj, but that's essentially what we're going to go over. But it's yeah. uh, we're going through that, and, yeah, it's just crazy. You, to me, that situation is insane. That situation, to me, is just, like, it seems irresponsible of someone of your stature especially when someone is asking not you know hating um unless you find like people mentioning your age hating which you know but it's something that could have definitely been avoided and it's something that to me represents a bigger problem in society and to me standum is a major problem in internet society that's just me dog that that is that's so weird. I just got kicked out of my Google account. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Oh, you're now you're in. Yeah, now you're now there's two of you. Oh, look at that. That's 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 crazy. Uh, I don't know if that's gonna record. I'm gonna keep. I'm, I'm gonna actually keep that because I don't know if that even even recorded. It said it said it didn't stop. So are you still in charge? Yeah, I'm still I'm still in charge. Yeah, I am. I can still stop the broadcast. That's so weird. Technology, they heard us talking shit. They easily did, man. This is wild. This is fucked up. I, I heard nothing. Heard heard nothing of, of what you just said. I'm pretty sure it was good. Uh but I mean, I think that I think the Nicki Minaj thing, I'm sorry, I don't I don't even want to like skip over it. 
I know I'm pretty sure it's profound in the Mills way. It kind of leads me to a situation that I kind of had bookmarked for later in this episode, but I feel like we should get to it now. Let's talk about it. Uh, Let's get a monkey over a chest. Let's talk about it. I'm ready. I've been ready for a while, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and, and of course, we, we did say that we would have a guest. Uh, our guest was going to be uh, our, our homie Cyrus uh, from our own Russell chat talking about Glow. We're going to push that back next week because we don't, we don't really want to like go long because I really want to talk about this this week. Um, so the Glow review is coming up next week. So make sure you watch Glow. You have another fucking week to watch the show. So you, you can't another do that. Week. It's an amazing show. What are you doing if you're not watching? If you have not watched Glow yet and already been captured by what probably millions of Americans have been captured by, what is wrong with you? And then yeah, so Glow does gonna not have sponsor the, this podcast, by the way. But maybe it should. I don't know. They, they should. But I would love to get Kia Stevens on here. That would be so great. Oh, that would um, be amazing. So for the past couple of, of months, and I'll just... So I got a story to tell. For the past couple of months, uh, as everybody knows, there is a podcast convention happening at the same weekend as All In. Um, it is called StarCast. It is a basically like a, a convention for wrestling podcasts, wrestling culture. Um, and, you know, I waited for a while to see what was shaking out. And as I saw these panels get rolled out and announced, I started to see something very glaring and I started to see something missing. And I mean... I think everyone can agree here. Like if you looked at Starcast from, from, you know, just your, the eyes of a person of color, it doesn't seem like it's something that you'd want to go to. No. (laughs) And I've uh, quite honestly, I looked at it and I was like, this is probably something I don't want to go to, or I'm not interested in going. There's nothing there for me. And it's, it looked like a, a con, like just a regular, like those cons where you get signings from old wrestlers from like NWA and shit like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And my my major issue with that was that it's being run by people who, you know, a, at least on the outset from the podcast that I listen to, they understand and they see people of color and they use that they use rap music on their on their shows and they you know they they talk about all that ty- all types of shit you know what I'm saying, and so for the past couple of weeks I've been saying like, you know, they booked Vince Russo at one point. Took him, took him away because he made some homophobic, you know, uh, comments on his podcast. Terrorized Ryan Satin from Pro Wrestling Sheet. Uh, did all types of things. They and Cody took him off the show. He took him off the, the convention. He said, "I'm not going to do it." And you know, I was like, "Okay, cool. We'll we'll add someone else." And then I'm starting to see more, you know, panels from Tony Schiavone and you know all these people that it's it's just like, okay, so are you going to reach out to this or this or this or this? And so I want to say Friday, I made the comment, you know, there is a very, there's a huge lack of, of people of color at StarCast and no one's having a conversation about it. And it's in two months, practically. And this led to a huge negative contingent that came after me over the weekend. I don't want to, I hate, I don't want to talk a victim because, you know, I, I, in a way I brought it on myself. Because yeah. I wanted to have this conversation. I, I wanted to have this conversation. And I'm not victimizing myself. I do feel like certain things that were done, and we'll get to that in a second, was uh, like trying to paint me as someone that was trying to be a rabble rouser and someone that was trying to basically spoil the fun of the people that are going to this convention. And I don't know, Mills, were you, were you, were you watching all that? I didn't, I didn't speak to you over the weekend. I didn't know if you see, I saw it. So either. I definitely saw all of it. Um, and <laughs> quite honestly, 
it's not that I didn't want to say anything, but I kind of wanted to see how things played out. And I wanted to see how things played out just necessarily in how people are responding. And if this reaches to the point where the people in charge or the people who are closely associated or people who are organizing it respond and what their responses are before I really dive in this sort of situation. It's also been, you know, very incredibly busy weekend, but I completely 100% saw everything where it was going. But I also have a very um, keen sense and trust in Justin in that I trust everything that you're pretty saying about this. And then especially how the sort of backlash that you can handle. I mean, you're, you're literally one man, like, <laughs> like no one's is really going to like out argue or out, you know, or try to really lambast you or anything like that. Yeah. So I basically, uh, got all types of, of comments and they got worse on, uh, it got worse on Sunday. Uh, that was when it was, was really big and it continued on to Monday um, from from just people saying, you know, at first it started off with just retweets. Then by Saturday afternoon, I didn't see these tweets at first, but the StarCast account responded and said, we have many. And, and the thing here's, here's the thing that people were getting fucked up. I was saying that black people, Asian people, Latino people, we all support stuff as long as there's a reason for us to. As long as there are people there that look like us, we will support it. You have panels there with uh, a person and Ron Funches, okay? He's not really the, the guy handling that, you know? Right. You have panels with Conan, who, for all intents and purposes, he's a cool nostalgia act. A lot of people are not going there just for Conan, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people who are into that really huge will, but not 30, you know, 25, 21-year-old, you know, those people are not going there. They remember this off of, the TV shows first and not their, their culture, because that's not it no more. Um, you also had well, Mega Ran, great guy. I met him last year. He's a great dude. That's a lot of people don't know who he is. You know what I'm saying? So I was at the end of the day, I was like, so, okay, so there's something for those two people that might know who those two people are, but where's Russell rap? They've been around for five years. You know what I'm saying? One of the, one of the people that started it works for WWE now. They could, they could be there, and, and it's MLW, Con, Conrad Thompson, who, who's running it. Could And this is me on Saturday, okay, before I spoke to Conrad, and I'll get to that again in a second. This is what I'm wondering, what, what had happened there. And from there, StarCast, they, they, the account or the social media guy keeps sending a link. He keeps sending a link of just like, there's, there's going to be a lot of people there from LGBT community, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and I'm, let's not even, just not even to like, put them out but like there's no like uh, there's not a lot of women of color on that either there's like right. no like, pr- practically no women honestly so i was like all right cool but this isn't about gate this isn't about the people coming it's about the people speaking you know what i'm saying like that's not the that's right. not the point and i feel like they were missing the point at all fucking it, it all turns and then when when what really got me was that the starcast account pinned my initial tweet with their PR statement, which made more people come to me without reading what I was saying, making me look like I was just saying that I only wanted black people on the, on the panels, which was like completely unprofessional to me. (sighs) To me, in terms of just the situation and just entirely, and it comes from, 
You know what? Let me let me continue continue and finish what you were saying because I I have words. Okay. Um. So you know this all, all happens. This blows up, and you know I'm not even, I don't even give a shit because he don't listen to this podcast no way. I'm I'm catching flat from all sides. Okay. So it becomes an issue on Sunday where it's like I'm I'm good friends with someone. And they are upset because they feel as though this is ruining their relationship with these people. And, you know, I, I don't feel as though, and I made sure to not put this person in the conversation. I think I made it very clear that this was my issue with the show. And, you know, this person got upset, like extremely upset with me. But I don't think it's wrong to ask these questions from these places that want our money. Like these are companies that want our money. Ultimately, it wouldn't happen without us. It wouldn't. Right. Like at the, at the end of the day, it does not happen without us. So why the fuck shouldn't I ask that question? If, it, if there was something like that for us there, more people would come out and create their own niche within that. You don't want that. So I'm getting flack from, from everywhere. There's people that are literally saying, there's people that are literally saying, the people that you're asking to put on this, these panels, they're not as big or they're not deserving of it. And that is my problem. My problem really ultimately isn't with StarCast and Conrad Thompson. It is with the fact that these types of things are still being said and right. there are people in power that allow this shit to happen. And that, that is where, to the point where I stepped in and it was just like people who don't deserve to be there and just being like, and just being like, wow. So now it's like, what, what qualifies who deserve to be there and who doesn't deserve to be there? What, what, if you gave us at least the resources, the same resources, we could present a similar and, or even better show. Like you, you have to give people the opportunity first of all. And, and, that's kind of where I got, you know, very, very heated in terms of this entire situation. Being told that not only do I don't deserve there and and, and compete and and people like, for instance, that guy Greg, show, ESPN, cheap heat, you know, one of the most popular wrestling podcasts, pretty much for the last like six years. Um, they've right. been doing this on a weekly basis in and in and in, in out. And that guy Greg himself was the third man on the show. He's elevated to the second man on the show. It's still relatively Peter Rosenberg's, you know, sort of baby in his dream. Vehicle. Right. Yeah. But that guy Greg is someone who when they have these, you know, these cheap heat and greets. People come out and people want to see that guy Greg and have a conversation with him, have a beer with him. You don't want that. You don't want people like, for instance, either it's just a so such a small part that and it's just a, just a just to make it sort of inclusive to every everybody. And it's not that it's not inclusive to everybody, because I'm sure they want everybody to show up. But it's just oh, they make you, sure to say that they make sure to say that everyone's showing up. Yeah, they want to say, oh, we want everyone to show up. But imagine imagine if. You have someone like a stack guy, Greg. Imagine if we have someone not not even say us, another sort of personality. Imagine if you highlight these personalities and say we're going to have all different types of you know, different people of color, different ethnicities, different you know genders. Just in general, how much you could bring. The fact that the someone told you know just said that you did not deserve to be there. Uh, that's what kind of just really just pushed my buttons. I was really tight because it would be nice. If and 
it's weird without making this completely racial, but it, it's a sense of just like there's a sort of undertone. You have to. You have to. But <laughs> it would be nice to be able to not only go to the, you know, go go to the NXT takeover show and see people like me. And this isn't a problem with the WWE, but it's just a problem with sort of how just class structure and everything like that. It would be nice to be able to go to NXT where you pay, you know, a certain amount and you pay that. And then be able to go to SummerSlam and see the same sort of diverse crowd that you see at these NXT shows. And quite you honestly, don't. you don't. You don't because of essentially there's issues like it costs too much, people are working, all this other stuff. You don't see that till you sense field a little bit. I would love to be the majority where I see a whole bunch of people that represents me, that are look like me, that, you know, enjoy the same sport, have the same, you know, lives, have the same thing, but I just don't. And it's, you know, I give props to WWE in in this time because they are now uh, before I'd be like, man, there isn't like those great like black stars. Like there isn't like how come people, you know, they want to go over. It was like, oh, my God, you know, the the face of the company is like, for instance, like John Cena. It's like, oh, my God, he represents, you know, the American way and all that. But America is a completely different country. You know what I'm saying? America is completely yeah. diverse. There's a lot of more people on top. And now we see a Roman Reigns on top. Now we see a Shinsuke Nakamura. Now we see the New Day. Now we see a whole bunch of other things. And it's just that diversity and that inclusion. And you make people feel included and you make people want to be fans. You make I've seen so many more black fans because New, New Day is here. I've seen so many people enjoying shows, so many people talking on the Internet, so many people all these other things and it's just being able to give people that opportunity and show and being able to just portray that to people yeah. and just so so they see it so they know that they can be there too. give people the resources and they will and, and i say and i say like and i said this you know the other the other day i'm like just because we are a niche audience doesn't mean we have to stay that way right it takes people right. it takes people in power to notice that and I know people like call us WWE shills or whatever the fuck. They're the only ones doing it right. Yeah, essentially I mean, they're, they're, they're they're trying to. I mean, of course, Greatest Royal Rumble is not a great, a great. Uh, it wasn't a great. It wasn't a great idea. I mean, we've we've said this on the show, but I mean, as far as making women a, a focal point of their programming and their message, other than that slip up, they've done a pretty great job of doing that. And I'm sure they're going to continue to. And I'm sure that they're going to continue to put women of color like a Nia Jax like a Sasha Banks on top. And we're seeing this, but I'm not seeing this from a fan perspective. So this become, this gets blown up out of proportion. I'm, I'm continuing to say it. I'm continuing to be like, okay, since Sarcast won't unpin the fucking tweet, I'm going to talk about this shit even more. I get a, I get a DM from Conrad Thompson. And it starts a little bit tenuously. Uh, Cause you know, me and Conrad, you know, Conrad hit me up and said, you know, we follow each other. Uh, you know, my DMs are open. You can email me and I'm like, you know, let's just do it right here. Like, I feel as though there's certain things that aren't being included here. So his, his issue or his, his deal was there was a miscommunication from my side when, in, in all actuality, I feel like it was, a, it was a miscommunication on both sides. Um, he said, you know, he, he couldn't, he tried to invite Peter Rosenberg, which I feel as though like inviting cheap heat wasn't my, my point. Inviting stat guy Greg was my point. You know what I'm saying? So he he tried to invite Cheap Heat, and they 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 have a relationship with WWE. They didn't they didn't feel as though they could do both. And I'm like, that's cool. Um, I you know he wanted to invite Russell Rap, and they they hadn't reached out or whatever. And 
um that became it that was an issue of like mlw of course they invited him but it, but you know i talked to emilio they hadn't been reached out to and my thing is that conrad's whole and the star cast really more more than anything their whole position on this is that anyone who wanted to have a pan- panel could have a panel and that's to me not enough because who, who knew who knew that who knew that you know, because I'm hearing on one hand you invited people, then I'm hearing, oh, you could have just could have just, just signed up, going to could have went to a link, fill out this Google form, and then could have been at the show with a whole table set up and all these other things. And, and my thing is that with the way diversity is now, there are whole sections created for this exact point. There should have been to me an out call or a outpouring where it's like if you are a person of color and you have a podcast and you want to be seen or heard hit us up here. We have a whole diverse section. It's as easy as having a panel about being a black podcaster in the wrestling space. And I've gone to those. (laughs) And I've gone to those. People will show up to that. And I was trying to... It was an amazing time, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And I wish I... You know, I've never been to one of those. And I wish that I could attend that or or be... And here's the thing. Not not once during this whole thing have I advocated the A-show to be there. Because I know that we just... We're not even a year old yet. You know what I'm saying? Like... I've never advocated that. And, and it's like, I only advocate people that I know have been putting in the work. Not saying we haven't, but I'm, I only advocate people that I know have been putting in the work for a long, long time. And there are people like, you know, Alexis, who does really good stuff with, with women of color and clothing. And she didn't, like, she didn't get invited. That could have been a cool capsule collection. I feel like they don't know, and they they and they don't try to know. It's this very, like, inclusive group. And it was said, it, it was said as such to me. It was said as such. He, he doesn't not like even Cody responded to someone and said, I'm not too big on what was happening with the podcast. Right. And it's like, there needs to be someone that knows this shit. And, and, and there isn't. And, you know, like the conversation with Conrad, we, we talked for about 20 to 30 minutes about it, just going back and forth. And, you know, he agreed to take the pin message down. And, and I appreciate him for that. Like, I, I don't have an issue with Conrad personally. He is still, I'm still a fan of his, you know, I'm, I'm still a fan of the things that he does. I just feel as though there should have been people there that knew that there are people putting in work other than the regular people. And he's, he, his whole thing is like, you know, I'm trying to go for everything. I'm, I'm throwing everything with the chick, with the kitchen sink in there, so to speak. You know, I got a, I've got a, 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 a dungeon of doom, uh, theme, you know, event or some, some shit like that. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Like I'm not knocking any of those events. I'm not knocking those panels. Where is Russell Rap? Where are these people? Because all I saw was, was, was you give us a link and tell us $500 to be on Radio Row. And at that point, and now you're making it so that diversity, there's a, there's a pay-in or buy-in for diversity. That's and if we right. don't pay, then we can't be in. So and it's it, kind I, of like, and I'm sure you I, pay people to be there. For sure. And I, I don't know. I, I just don't feel as though there was a there was enough oversight put into this and i still don't like i i agree i see it from both sides i still don't agree i feel like if this is something that is important there are people that are going unrepresented and that's money for you that is going un unearned or un unreceived because there are people that don't feel as though they deserve to be there so i was and here's my thing i did, i wasn't advocating for it to be this year I was advocating for it to be maybe next year, maybe before you plan it next time. I know it's going to be a success. That's that's goes without question. All ends already success. But if and if you don't get the diversity thing right, you are doomed to run into these same problems as all of the other all of these other companies that are having issues with diversity right now. 
That's my my biggest issue. And I've been going through a bunch of shit or I've been, you know, told all types of things this whole week. And honestly, I felt like shitty about it. But I'm like, man, if I got to stand up and, and be the person that asked this question so that other people can feel, uh, you know, right, you know, they, they can feel rightful in, in how they feel, then so be it. I don't care. Like at that point, I don't care because everyone deserves to have a place. Everyone deserves a chance. And this is exactly what we talked about last week. We all deserve a chance. So if, if that's the point, if you a black podcast, uh, Latino, Asian, um, Indian, anything, and you got a podcast about wrestling, hit us up. Hit us up. Let's all talk about this shit because we deserve to have a voice at the end of the day, regardless really of anything. Do, yeah. It's a, you know, we all... And it's not that, oh, man, it doesn't work harder or, oh, they doesn't deserve it because they don't get as much listens or they don't have, like, you know, Bruce Pritchard or anything like that. Yes. But sense of that, it's just we all provide quality content. You know what I'm saying? We all provide it on our different levels, different platforms, but at the same time— For free. Quality. For free at times. For, for free. I mean, really, would would many of other podcasters continue to do the same if it wasn't? Like, we, we work pretty damn hard, quite honestly. And we've seen— just in culture in general and it just shows continue to show kind of like how backwards sort of wrestling is and we talk about how wwe's in the forefront but it's kind of like how backwards it sort of is because they ha- the fact that they haven't realized this the fact that they've looked at their entire role and was like damn we need to include more diversity we need to include more you know people from different races and people with different colors and ethnicities and all this other stuff because we sure we have you know i'm sure they're like oh we have so-and-so you know black guy on the card isn't that great like uh, you should be excited we have those it but that's not what that's about man it's really about including give everyone the opportunity and giving everyone the sort of resources to be bigger and resources to be better to improve not only your business and how things are going but improve just the general wrestling world in itself it was yeah. higher stock everyone everyone benefits and then everyone comes together for this major thing and it turns out to be a major success and everyone eats why can't right. I, why can't I eat at the same table that everyone else is? You know what I'm saying? Why do I have to pay five hundred dollars to get there? And granted, you know that's what that's your that's your terms and conditions. Fine, but why is it that people are getting invited from there and then I have to pay five hundred dollars? Probably sit at a different table. Probably sit a little further down. Probably not have the same sort of you know you know the same seat at the table where I'm just going to be sitting at a completely other table. I don't know, but it's just like why does that have to happen? Like we it, it, you're people's eyes need to be more open on this sort of thing. And they need to realize there's more than one audience. There's more than one audience in wrestling. And it's just not, you know, middle America. There are people, there are people who I interact with every day, every day. And there's so many people, especially from where I'm from, which is New York city. And I see so many, I'll tell you when I go to NXT, it's such a diverse crowd. It's such cool to see other black people in the wrestling. So cool to see other Latinos, Asians, you know, everybody from around the world into wrestling and enjoy themselves together. Yeah. Honestly, I, I just want, I think we all just want to be heard. We all want to be heard, bro. I think that's all it is. Like we all want to be heard, and you know, I've had a I've had a bunch of people come to me in support of, of of this whole thing in in general. And this isn't to cut down Starcast. I would love, I would absolutely love to have a position there where we can talk about this. But I'm not gonna. I'm, and I kept on, like I told Conrad, and I'll say it here. I'm not trying to bombard our way in. That's not what I want to do. That's not the way things get done. I just want it to be said that you understand, and you'll. And next time we'll we'll try and do this, you know, and have it be more clear. That's all I want. 
That's all do I you, wanted. Do you think he understood that though? Um, I I can't I can't call it. I don't know if he'll listen to this. Uh, you know, our, our conversation didn't end on a, on a bad note. Uh, I, I again, I still have a lot of respect for the guy, but I, you know, if it has to come down to it when it gets announced again, and I and I have to reach out, I'm going to do that. And I'll say that for everyone that's listening to to this right now. But I think in terms of, of then, until then, we all have to come together and we all have to put in put in the work. You know, we're going to be undeniable next year. I think. I think we're going to be unfucking deniable next year, and that's the goal. We speak that into existence. Boom. So look uh, out for it. 2019. Oh fucking maybe in 2018. Who knows? Um, but look out for it. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, thank you all thus far for your support in this. People who have supported it because God knows we've got people who've just been like insane and giving all types of people behind crazy, you know, avatars on Twitter. And that's not just to completely bash them, like in terms of just their avatars and stuff like that. But it's just like, yo, like, are you serious? Are we still doing this in 2018? Are we still doing this? Do you understand the optics of what you're saying? <laughs> words that are coming out of your mouth that yeah. people don't deserve to be there. Are you are you really serious? Like that got me really, really mad. And I know it got Greg really, really mad. And he dropped the bar. He was like, listen, you don't have to look down to find me. Just to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. Like, just be, I'm on ESPN. Like, relax. Yeah, we're here. We're really out here. We're yeah, here. We're really out here. Like, Kofi Kingston's wearing a Russell Rap shirt. And, and, and I don't know. You know what? I don't even want to. I don't want to do it. But let's just, let's just, let's just, let's, let's table it there. Uh, if, it, if it comes up again, you know, I just wanted to get the story out so everyone could understand and, and uh, really realize and understand where I was coming from there. And, you know, again, you know, I, I am here for anybody that, me and Mills, we're here for anybody that, that wants to talk about this shit, you know? Right. Let's, let's talk about it. But uh, let's get into No Holds Barred. Uh, did you watch the New Japan G1 special from San Francisco? <laughs> I did watch it. I watched all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready, motherfucker? Did you watch it, Justin? Yeah, I watched it. Okay, of course cool. I watched it. All right. I, I watched it in like four sittings because that shit was fucking long as hell. It was long. It was very long. I had it. You uh, know what? Some parts of it I had playing in the background. Um, that's it's good enough for me. That's good enough for me. Because you know the G one starts on Saturday, so I like what? It, it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Saturday. Yes, the G1 starts Saturday. I thought this was like, oh, and we got like a couple of weeks to get you guys together, get information no, for the G1. Uh, no, no, G1 starts on Saturday. Yeah, G1 starts, uh, Block A starts Saturday. So, yeah, we're going to have to, we're going to have to talk about the G1, brother. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I can call, yeah, I can call yeah. Chris Mack. I can call Chris Mack. I mean, we might have to. <laughs> <laughs> Just not even gonna not even gonna hold you. We might have to. Um, oh my god! But I but, uh, I thought it was a it was a pretty underwhelming show. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I went over four on anything there. Uh, uh, it, it was a pretty. I mean, you know what? You know, it was um, I thought. Gosh, I thought that a few of the championship the the U.S. championship match was a good match. Sands all the you know the terrible thing. Yeah, and the terrible things that sort of happened in the match. Die, you know, you done fucked up now, mate. It's a, it's a weird, uh, it's a really weird, um, couple weeks for Kenny Omega and just New Japan in general, just having mm-hmm. really weird shows. Like this show, it was a poorly put together show. Yeah, like, uh, like how the fuck 
like, do you injure Jr. Yeah, <laughs> during the show, Jim Ross, <laughs> and, and 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 then your announcer gets he's just like, oh, you, he's cussing on the air. He gets from behind. I'm wondering if this is on AXS. I don't know if AXS allowed. It was cussing. on AXS. It was on. I don't AXS. know if it was allowed cussing, but my man's like, you don't fucked up now. Came from behind it. Uh, Jr. And 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 what's his name? Gosh. No, Josh Barnett. Josh Barnett. Josh Barnett making sly cracks about the production of the show and all this other stuff. Like, huh, I mean, yeah. But yeah. you know, we we got we got a U.S. championship change. Shout out to Juice Robinson. Shout, shout out to him. I, I thought uh, I I said it before. I think that he's the fate, the baby face. They should have been putting a lot behind earlier than this because he's just such a natural baby face. Like they they love him. Um, I thought he was really good as a character in NXT. I th- obviously, his ring work has, has you know gotten better since then to me. Um, but I, I I went like it was just too overbooked. I think the top matches on that show were really overbooked. I think the only the only match that wasn't was the the unfortunate Takahashi uh, Dragon Lee match that yeah. again it, it kind of returned to the weirdness of the last couple of New Japan shows, and it's starting a, a bigger conversation of you know, how hard they go during their shows, but uh, it was a fucking excellent match until uh, Dragon Lee gave him like a package backwards power driver. I think it's called the uh, Steenalyzer. I think it used to be called the Steenalyzer. And that is so crazy because essentially you can't really see no how you're dropping the person, which to me is like, why, why do that? Why do yeah. that? Move? Like it, it just, and he's done it. They've, they've shown pic- like videos of him doing it before to people and fucking them up during the match. Like, I don't see how... You can't really protect the person. You kind of allow... You're kind of like trusting the person to protect themselves, but it's not you're still always... Land- you're still landing on your neck and shoulders. Like, there's no... You can't block that at all. Like, you're landing on your neck and shoulders. Ain't no coming back from that. Takahashi slid on his head. Like, after taking that move... And from what I, I've heard, they went home early because Takahashi was, wasn't feeling too well. He retained the title, um, but he collapsed, uh, uh, reportedly collapsed backstage. Um, New Japan has come out and said that he was able to return to Japan where they're, they're going to do more uh, treatment on him to figure out what's going on with his neck. So we'll see how this kind of shakes out. But um, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Like it, it's, That's a very scary situation for Takahashi and Again, it kind of continues the weirdness of, of New Japan before the, their, you know, this this is the week before their string, their, you know, the longest string of shows they do. Like the G1's practically every day. Right. Like it, it's weird. It's going to be very, very uh, tough for them to. And then you have to, you know, if you can't wrestle for a while, you have to, of course, give the belt up to somebody else. And I'm pretty sure that fucks up their long term plans as well. Yeah, it's a, you know, it was unfortunate kind of uh, just. It, it's yeah. uh it's it's very i i i again i don't have much to say about it either i, I think it's it's terrible takahashi to me is like a one-of-a-kind talent but i've always had issues with the way that he does certain moves like that sunset flip off of the top rope to to powerbomb someone to the ground mm-hmm. i was never feeling that move that shit looks too dangerous for me and he did it he did it at the uh the ceo show too and and uh i believe ibushi took it and ibushi's head landed on the fucking on the concrete or the or the, or the floor like it's just it's too dangerous, way too dangerous. But um, how'd you feel about the main event and the main event angle at the end of the show? Um, I, I've heard mixed things about it, uh, mostly negative. So in terms of just the main event, I thought it was okay. I didn't really think it was anything um, to write home about. The post match, I thought 
was something strong and then they kind of just like completely diffused it immediately afterwards. Yeah, um, I know that you you had spoke about and of course we were talking about Kenny Omega versus Cody. Um you you said it on Twitter like you you know they built up this long feud with these two hating each other and at the end they just hug. And it's it's kind of like and it's not even just the end. Then you have sort of another angle that kind of like cuts that off. So it's essentially like you're cutting an angle between Cody and Kenny that you build up for so long. And then you're cutting it off by having, you know, Tamatonga and Tamaloa, Tangaloa and Haku attack the bullet club. So it's like, Oh shit, that's the shock factor. Oh shit. That shit is crazy. And then they attack them and then they leave. And then the rest of the bullet club literally gets up and like walks it off and celebrates and like, you know, you know, it's two sweets up in the air. And I'm just like, what was the point of any of this? <laughs> what was the point? Like, what was the point in having them turn so they can walk it off? And that's not even the lasting effect of the show. You don't feel the lasting effect of like, oh, what's happening with the Bullet Club? You feel the lasting effect of just like, oh, that was nice. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I guess they were fed up. I guess you know. So it was kind of. It was a. To me, it wasn't a good way to end the show. It was a weird ending for sure. Um, I I, I just. For his first title defense, not a good way to start your your title reign for Kenny Omega. Um, it was completely overbooked. I think the first half was better than the last half. The last half just completely shit the bed for me. Um, the first half was really good. It was really heated. And then it gets to the... And I don't know why all Kenny Omega matches have to have this now. This acting shit. It's like the acting shit's getting, it's getting too much now. It's a, listen, ever since Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels, people have been really sprinkling in this... You know, Academy this Award act- shit. yeah. Also, the the suplex up the ladder. I was like, was that? Do we need it? What was the point of that? I don't know. I don't even know what the ladder was doing there after a while. You kind of look back at it and he was like, what was the ladder doing there? Well, I, I think with Cody matches, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Uh, uh, sure. No pun intended. No pun intended to his old uh, theme song. Uh, like, I, I think there's a lot of smoke and mirrors added to that to try and make the, the heat. Like, I never really, in this match, I never felt the actual heat or the, the like, the, the fire between these two. Like, I just, like, it felt like a regular-ass yeah. match. It felt like a, I think the, yeah. last one, the last match in ROH had more heat to me than this one did. Yeah, I, that's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. Like, I didn't, I didn't feel like they hated each other toward the end. I just felt like they were just doing moves at one point. I think Kenny, more than anything... He completely just let it. I, I don't know if he was gassed or winded, but like some of his knees weren't even connecting toward the end. I was just like, "What? What are we doing here? This looks like a uh, this looks like a weird indie match." Yeah, it was kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe he's going through something. I don't but, know. Um, but if you watch the show, uh, I, I definitely say watch the Takahashi versus Dragon Lee match. I like the Young Bucks versus Lij tag match. That was pretty good. Uh, you definitely want to watch the Jay White match. It's the first time I've ever said that. It's probably Jay White's best match in New Japan since he's come back in January. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say just watch the last angle, and you, you've pretty much seen the whole show. I, I, I wouldn't really recommend anyone, anyone to go out of their way to spend four hours on that show. So just nah, nah. Um, continuing, uh, that same night of the G1 special, Brock Lesnar popped up at UFC without the damn universal title and challenged brand new uh, UFC heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier to an upcoming bout. Uh, we've learned that it won't be in November like we thought. It's going to probably be in January 2019 because that's when uh, Brock Lesnar will be out of the USADA pool and he'll be eligible to fight again. This was, I don't care. Listen, I don't give a shit. I'm this just was weird. This yeah, was I, 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 let him go. Let him go. Let him go. And it's, it's, that, it's not even that I don't... It's just like, what is going on to me? That is really sort of... And maybe it isn't my, you know... 
I don't know. I would like to think as a viewer and as a watcher of Monday Night Raw, even though that's probably going to end pretty quickly and I'm going to start being the audience that watches on YouTube exclusively. Um, I would want to know what's going on with my U.S. champion. I mean, my universal champion, you know, and you you see him on UFC. You see him having the time of his life over there and you're kind of wondering, all right, so what does that mean for the show? We originally had a number one contender match. Um, They nixed it the next week and had no other mention of it. And then we're just kind of expected like, all right, so is Brock going to drop the title? Is he working on a you know show-to-show basis? He's here at UFC, so he, obviously he doesn't have an exclusive contract to the WWE. Um, what What is sort of going on? To me, Brock Lesnar, UFC, go ahead, man. I'm going to watch it anyway, but, you know, it is what it is. Just do your thing. Just do your thing. Get, I don't know. Get that belt off him because the thing about it is at this point it's starting to actually affect the actual product to me. Like, Raw doesn't feel like a show. Raw feels like anymore. three hours of matches. It's like a variety, a variety three-hour show. Like and there is nothing that these people are fighting for. Like what are what are Roman Reigns and Bobby and Bobby Lashley fighting for? They're not. They're, they are not fighting for the title. They com- They explicitly said this at the beginning <laughs> of June. They are not fighting for this title, or the beginning of July, or whatever. They are not fighting for this title. So what the fuck do I care about what happens on Raw? Like at least with SmackDown, for essentially exactly like on, on SmackDown. At least I know what the fuck they're fighting for. Put, get the belt off him if he's going to be training. Just just leave him alone. Just I would even just have him surrender the belt. I don't even care. Literally, he has defended it since since uh since what Great, April? greatest Royal Rumble, greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, get him, get him, the, get him out. Like I, I just don't. I don't. I feel nothing for the storyline anymore. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that that happened. So yeah, that that was whatever. Brock Lesnar, please, please go on SummerSlam and, and do the right thing. That's all I gotta say. Um, Fandango uh, underwent shoulder surgery this week and he will be out for the foreseeable future a uh, really big blow uh for tyler breeze and uh, really if you want to keep it 100 a big blow for a raw, raw tag division that already needs help yeah you know what it does need help but at the same time it's like they're also doing a lot of nothing with the tag mm-hmm. division um not a lot of nothing don't get me wrong it's just a very like secular one storyline sort of deal where they're just like we're with the b team the b team is the hot act right now the whites is you know white hardy also a hot act right now we're gonna go with that and then see what happens when really it's kind of to me the b team white hardy thing has overstayed its welcome by at least four to five weeks um it's uh it's tough for fandango i'm a fan of fandango i love fandango i think he's humorous i think he's hilarious i think he's athletic i think think he's he's lasted way longer than we thought we thought he would i think so too but i think it's by generally just him being just like all right he's fair he works he 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 plays a role we can't always have like you know not everyone's a top guy but he definitely plays a role on the card and he does his job and he entertains so i can't i'm not even mad at him um but yes, it's tough for Tyler Breeze as well. It makes me wonder how long is it? A, did they give a timetable on how long you expect it to be out? I uh, did not read, or uh, didn't read a, or I didn't see a timetable. I would guess with his shoulder surgery, then it's probably the same shit that Sami Zayn had, or it just underwent, and it's probably you're looking at six to nine. Yeah, the WWE is very cautious in giving timetables nowadays. Yeah. Um, or shit, Dean Ambrose. I mean, he's been out almost nine months. Well, Dean Ambrose is yeah. That's a different one. That's tricep. It's a, oh yeah, tricep. Yeah. yeah. Um, he yeah. should be re- he should be returning soon too. I I would imagine. I would think everyone be excited for it, but I'm sure he shows up and he's like, "What am I fighting for? Am I fighting? Who am I fighting? What am what, I doing? 
what does he fight for? What what storyline is he inserted in? And the same with Jason Jordan. I, I don't think that that becomes a, a issue either. Like he's he's pretty much lost out there as well. Do they put them with put him with Chad Gable, who hasn't been seen in weeks? To me, wait, Jason Jordan. I have no idea. Apparently, he's been cleared. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I would put him at, with the loss of Fandango. I would probably put him back with Chad Gable. Okay, yeah, for um, sure. with with Dean Ambrose. I feel like there's a SummerSlam. It would be nice if he gets on the SummerSlam card. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> if he gets on the SummerSlam card and he's teaming up with Seth Rollins versus, you know, McIntyre and Ziggler. I thought I think that would be a fantastic just re-entry. But I feel like that's a waste of Seth, who I think we all want to actually go into the main event mix. Listen, we don't even know who's going to be. We don't even know if there's going to be a championship match at <laughs> at SummerSlam. So it's like we're all hoping for the best. And then we're just kind of like, we don't even know what's going to happen. Like, it, it's usually pretty clear by now, but it's not. I don't know. It's not weird. clear at all. Not fucking clear at all. Um, but, you know, best wishes to Fandango. Hope he comes back soon. Speaking of returns, I, we talked about this this morning. I'm not going to belabor and uh, stay on this very long because I already know how you feel. But uh, former women's champion, uh, Caitlin, is returning to the Divas WWE. Divas champion. Divas champion. I'm sorry. Divas champion. Caitlin is returning to the WWE. Uh, she will be in the, the May Young. Uh, the May Young. What, why, why is this slipping my. Slipping May my, Young Classic. May Young Classic. May Young Classic. I was about to say May Young Challenge. I was about to say May Young Challenge. I got stuck. That would be um, wild. <laughs> the May Young Challenge. What, what is that? Getting slammed into a table? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh um, my god! But she. But they. They just announced this this morning. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. I know Mills is. You're a little bit uh, cynical about her return. I think it's a great spot for her. <laughs> I think it's generally. I think it's good to have faces that you know in the May Young Classic Challenge. I'm not totally mad she's back. I just. I was never a fan of like. Her in general, I can't remember being like, oh, yeah, that Caitlyn match. I really tore it down. Or like, damn, I, you know what I could use in this in WWE now? More Caitlyn. Like, yeah. I, I, I just, it's just, yeah. But I, I, you know, all props to her, man. Like, listen, to be able to come back, to be able to step back in the ring. She stepped away. She said she was done with professional wrestling. At some point, you know things change and she decided I'm going to go back. I'm going to train. And she trained before she got back. And, you know, now we'll see, we'll see her back in the ring. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for next year when they like announce like Ava Marie is returning and she'll be in the May Young classic this summer and, you know, all this other stuff. So, you know, I think knows? that will be met with universal hatred, but uh, I think, I think, I think that Ava Marie is a lot different than Caitlin in that, Oh, people yeah. really like Caitlyn. People really, really like Caitlyn. I feel I, like I, Eva I, Marie is like a cult fan base. Like there's a there's definitely Eva Marie people. It's ironic at best. Yeah, probably. I, I, it's my my love for is ironic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's do something different. I don't think that either show on Monday and Tuesday were, as you can see on the notes, like there's not really like much that happened on Raw. Like literally nothing. No, uh, SmackDown. You got a you got a pretty good you got a pretty good almost match. I'll say that much. You, you entertaining look, show to me, but not like a great like. Oh man, we got to talk about SmackDown this show. Yeah, but yeah, it was like, like uh, I think it was pretty much all set up other than almost uh, other than almost and uh, we Sankara. Six, we waited six weeks for that match. I mean, they waited six weeks for this match. 
So in a sense, they had to deliver, and they delivered. I mean, forty percent of the match was in the, the you know the PIP screen while commercials <laughs> ran by, but in the portion of the match that was on regular size televisions, it was incredible to me. I thought, I thought, you know what? I think they deserve a spot on the Extreme Rules card over a couple of these matches on here. To be quite honest with you, I mean, I think Sasha Bailey deserve it too. But it looks like we're we're on the road to uh, SummerSlam for those two. Um, so yes. Uh, SmackDown. Which is weird because they got a new therapist and it they didn't explain why they got rid of the old therapist or who this new therapist. You know what? It's just better. Let's just Both segments on Monday were completely... They're like 15 seconds long. They're, yeah, they're inconsequential. Like, and it looked like they were filmed the same day. <laughs> oh my God. They're filmed the same day as last week, probably. Oh my God. Yeah, they just changed. They just changed. Uh, they just changed clothes. Like it, just, it was really, really weird. I don't know what they're doing. I, I I saw some people saying that they were they were being failed, and I was like, they're not being failed. They're featured on TV prominently. Dana Brooke hasn't been seen in weeks. So I, I can't Dana say the other week, man. I saw Dana Brooke last week. You know, Dana Brooke don't even get fifteen seconds that are just about her. Well, I think Dana Brooke just you know exactly. But I, I in her future, maybe I don't know. Shit. Uh, I don't know NXT maybe I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let's let's go straight to Extreme Rules. How about that? Let's let's, let's do our yeah. predictions for Extreme Rules. You know what? And then if there's anything from Raw or SmackDown that seemed like notable, maybe doubtful, we can doubtful. talk about that during these matches. Highly doubtful. Um, right. Let's just go with our predictions uh, on the kickoff show. This was just announced on SmackDown uh, on Tuesday. New, New Day versus Sanity in a tables match. And one thing that you'll see and you'll notice on this Extreme Rules card is that it's not extreme at all. And, no. the, and probably possibly the most extreme uh, match on the card is, or one of them is going to be on the kickoff show. Uh, New Day versus Sanity. Uh, it's very easy to lose tables matches and not actually lose your heat. So I don't mind New Day losing here if they have to. Um, you know what? I think it's a great match for Sanity because a lot of their gimmick play all, plays off the chaos that they sort of bring. And for the last number of weeks, I mean, I'm pretty much each and every week we've seen that. We saw that with their introduction against the Usos. They beat down the Usos. We saw them jump into a match and it turned into six man. We've seen them also do that this week on SmackDown where they, where they, you know, engage with uh, the Bludgeon Brothers and then Team Hell No, which became a you know ten man tag. So a lot of their gimmick is chaos. A lot of their gimmick is bringing the chaos, and I think this table match will do very very well. Especially it's on the to me the kickoff show is an insult for someone like New Day and, and Insanity. But you know what? We're here. This is what they, it is. I mean, they fit well everywhere. So I yeah, can't say really. That. I can't. I can't say that it's bad. For them. I mean, at one point they were hosting. They were hosting the fucking WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah. So like they, they fit anywhere. I and I think that they're malleable in that you could easily put them in the main event or you, you could have you them get open people the show. to the seats early. Yeah, for sure. And they're in a rare position where like nobody, you know, nobody can do that. So um yeah, it's really really good, really good position. I think it'll be a really good match if they give it some time. Um but it's easy to it's really easy to flub a, a table match and not have anyone really lose their heat. I mean, we saw Braun Strowman lose a tables match by just stepping in the table. So I would definitely expect something like that to happen. Yeah. Uh, the next match, oh boy, the raw side of this card, let me tell you, PU, all right? Uh, <laughs> Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage match. I think the entire basis of this feud is comical, and I don't know why we're expected. I don't know what's wrong with Kurt Angle. Have you seen Kurt Angle lately? Kurt Angle, did you see the tweets about a meaningless tag match with uh they he tweeted um 
what was it, Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson about like, and they were like, oh, we deserve more opportunities. We just beat, you know, Roman Reigns and, and Bobby Lashley. And Kurt Angle's just like, in a meaningless tag match, is that supposed to mean something? And I was like, bro, you booked it three weeks in a row. Yeah. Like what are you what are you talking about? To me, this continues that string of like, what is Kurt Angle doing as he books the steel cage match? Who I don't would know. you get to replace him? Who would you get to replace him? Hmm. I, I think I, I think I'm tired of him too. I'll just be real. I think I'm tired of him too. I think if he just booked with a little bit more sense, things would make things would be a lot better. I think honestly, if I were to replace him with anybody, it would be Gosh, who's someone who Constable, I was... it's that right? Constable Corbin. He's the only person that can uh, here's my thing. Here's my thing. I like his character, okay? And we're gonna get to him in a second. He but looks like, gross. Oh my god. But the thing is, he's the one like GM type guy that like they haven't had in a long time. And that's a GM that also wrestles. Like right. I mean, that's a conflict of interest, though. That's why. <laughs> Imagine your GM throws himself into a championship match. I think that that's <laughs> the reason why. I mean, William Regal did it. This is true. I would love William Regal back. You know, get well soon to William Regal. I would love William Regal. I would love someone who just is like. I w- to be honest, I don't want it to be a wrestler. I kind of want it to just be its own sort of like like kind of what they do with um, what's my man on two or five live. Uh, Drake Maverick. Oh, uh, Drake Maverick. Yeah. Drake Maverick. Terrible name, by the way. I, I don't support Drake. Drake Maverick, the name. Um, but I think just somewhere where it's just like a standalone character, kind of like an Eric Bischoff was kind of a standalone character. You knew he wasn't going to get in the ring, but if he did, there was a reason for it. Uh, people pop. People wanted to see them get their hands dirty. You know, all this other type of things. I would, you know, I don't know who I would see. Uh, maybe coach. I don't know. We do something better with him. I don't know. Booker T. No, Booker T is kind of wild. I would rather him on commentary. I would probably choose coach over him. Or Corey Graves. Oh my god. These are all terrible ideas. Corey uh, Graves would be amazing GM to Raw. Nah, I think he's best. He's best where he is. I think he he oh, could. I mean, Corey Graves could realistically replace Michael Cole. In a yeah. couple years, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it could happen. Um, I mean, damn, wouldn't you love like a Corey Graves manned announce booth? That'd be crazy. Hmm. I mean, we're, we're we're like besides the point here. That's just, right, shows you just how much we care about this Kevin Owens thing. Oh wait, did we even pick a winner? <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't because I told you the raw side is like we're gonna end up going off on a tangent. Uh, uh, I think Roman. no, I don't. I don't think he's gonna win because the thing is, remember he's got the briefcase, and when you have the briefcase, you lose a lot. But the thing about with Braun is that they have to find ways for him to lose without actually being pinned. So Kevin Owens might just escape the cage on some on some accidental shit. Get thrown out the cage. Absolutely. Get through the floor, yep. crawl out the bottom. Yep. All of that shit. I think Kevin Owens is going to win this on some flu- some flukery. I, I think that this is the, like the period when you have the briefcase between the, the time you get it and the time you get the belt, it doesn't matter. Because when you get the title, all of it gets written away. Right. Essentially, yeah. And it, that, the, the briefcase is one thing that I wish they did more. Like, this is the one thing I wish WWE did more, like New Japan, where they, if you do catch a loss, when you have that briefcase, like, like you do when you have basically when you win the G1, it's like whoever beat you while you had it, that's, a, that's an automatic title shot when you get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, mm-hmm. wish, they did, I wish they did it that way, but, but usually they, more, more often than not, they, they don't. But I, I think Kevin Owens is winning that. Uh, Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. I, this is going to be very controversial. I, I when I typed this up, I said this might be the uh, match that we argue on. I don't care. 
I don't. I really don't. Like, to be honest with you, this entire Baron Corbin and Finn Balor feud, I have not cared. You can't give me... That's why I said whether you said Constable Corbin. I was just like, I don't I don't like him. I like and his character. I, I just don't like his in-ring. I don't like any part of it. I don't like the stupid suits that he wears. I don't like his... I thought he would look better bald. Boy, was I wrong. Um, <laughs> I thought, like, there's so many different things. Like, to me... I could do without Baron Corbin. Like to me, when he was the when he was at the beginning of NXT, when he was that face just kind of squashing people and people were counting, I thought that was kind of cool. They turned him heel. He was kind of a dickhead, but he was a dickhead who was just like, I don't like indie stars invading my turf. But now he's just kind of like a general asshole who kind of just does things on Raw. And to me, it's just like there's no redeeming. Qual- I don't buy him as a champion. I don't not buy. You know. I, there's nothing I've won for Baron. Like this entire match, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna watch it. So I, I don't even want to give a prediction on it because I'm pretty much going to do something else during this match. I'm sure of it. I think Finn has a he, Finn has his work cut out for him. I think Finn. We all. I think one thing we both do agree with is that Finn could have a good match with just about anybody. Yeah. And uh, I think with this one, he's got his work cut out for him. And I, I think it's it's gonna be a real test for him. I do think he will win. Uh, because I do think that he may just move up into the intercontinental title picture again, because obviously there's no fucking else. <laughs> there's nowhere else he can go after this. But, I mean, uh, another month with Baron Corbin, to be honest with you, but we'll see. Well, if he loses, yeah, but I, I don't see him losing. I don't see, I don't see him losing this match. Uh, and if, I mean, the, the biggest things that I see is that he'll lose, he'll, he'll lose by DQ or it'll be a DQ finish or some shit, or he'll win the match. And I, I think he'll win the match because just by virtue of the way they've been booking it, uh, I, I think it'll it'll go that way. But if if he's at summer, if he reveals the demon on Baron Corbin, I will cry. Okay, that was that would be so stupid. I oh will cry, God. brother. I will cry. Like if he, oh. if the demon is wasted on on Baron Corbin, I am going to cry. That would be so fucking stupid. Uh, okay, so next match is actually a match I'm, I'm looking forward to. It could, it could be pretty good. Um, Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the U.S. title. I feel like Jeff Hardy has been, you know, he's been a little slippery slope lately, you know, in the ring, in the matches, having a point to doing anything. But this match could be very, very interesting. So I'm the match that we saw a couple of weeks ago, quality match, quality quick match on SmackDown. Um, I think now that we have a little bit of context, now that we have a little bit of hatred, now that we built some sort of, you know, well, now that now that Nakamura has been off the fucking show for three weeks. Yeah, I mean he's back now, but <laughs> it's uh, and we had a we had a match between AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown. How's it's like? Well, um, what did New Hampshire do to deserve that? Uh, but I think you know, I think there's. I think I'm ready for the mind games in this match. I'm uh, I'm ready. I'm, I'm I'm well. I think they're going to have this match again at SummerSlam. So, uh, well, if, in that case, if they're going to have the, the match again, I think Nakamura is going to win the title here. I I've, he I've always I've always thought he. I I I said as soon as he lost to AJ, I was like, okay, he's he's definitely going to get the, the the secondary title because they don't really slide Nakamura down ever. Yeah, they just they just put him in a different program. So, um, and I Jeff think Hardy they, doesn't need it. Jeff Hardy's amazing. You don't even remember he has the belt. Yeah, I exactly. We we legitimately forgot two weeks ago. Um, yeah, I think Nakamura wins here. I think it's gonna be a solid match. I think give him nine minutes, have Nakamura win, get his first uh, main roster title, and I, I would like I said, I think it's it's gold. You write the person who says they can't speak English to have the U.S. title. Like Nakamura could do what like crazy shit with. It. He can make it the Japanese title. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, he could do some really wild shit with that and, and become, like, a better Jinder Mahal, in my opinion. I think it's a, it's a nice twist to, to what the shit that Jinder Mahal was doing with it. I got no words for Jinder. I just thank God he's not on this card. I, I remember last year when, I, when, when you kept saying that, like, I don't know if it's over for him yet. And now he's back in the, uh, the guru gimmick. My man is weird. He's on some weird, wonky shit right now. I told you. I was like, that felt like a write-off. That whole thing felt like a write-off. It's just taking a lot longer for him to be written off, so to speak, because they, they, they needed hands. Let's see how it goes. He's not on the card. He's not on the card. I'm happy with it. I'm happy. Listen. He's not on the card. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, uh, that should be a good match. The next match, is, this is going to be a big match here. Roman Reigns, Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. I think this will be the main event. I just put it here just because. Yeah, it'll probably close the show. Um... <laughs> I told you the raw side is stinky. <laughs> uh, if this is a raw only pay-per-view, I would miss the show. <laughs> um, Roman versus Bobby. Where are they again? Pittsburgh? They're in Pittsburgh, yes. And it's Extreme Rules. Yes. And there's nothing extreme about this match. There's literally nothing extreme. Bobby Lashley might be the least extreme person I've seen in my life. Um, Roman Reigns can get extreme, but you really have to bring it out of him. Um, Let me ask you this. How do you think this match will be? I think you think it's going to be a good match. Great match. Roman has a lot to prove because he hasn't had a great match this year. Bobby has a lot to prove because he just hasn't been great this year. Mm -hmm. I think they have a lot to prove here. I think it's going to be. If Bobby brings it to steal the show. No, I don't think they're going to steal the show. I think 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 they're going to have a hard, you know what? God, you know what? Also, this match I don't care about. I just don't. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna I, pick. I, let's go, Bobby. Let's go, Bobby. I'll go, Bobby here. I'll, I'll go, Bobby. I'll I go think Bobby. the real money match here is to is to see is to see like Roman snap. Uh, I think for like snap under the pressure of failure. I think they're you know what I'll go Roman. They're gonna pick Roman to face Brock and blah blah blah. blah. And uh, I'll just go Brock. I mean, I'll go Roman. Whatever. I'll go I'll Bobby. I'll go, I'll, Bobby I'll go Roman. I'll go Roman. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I have nothing to say. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not in th- this entire pay per view. To me, has been a letdown because, um, it's not extreme. Yeah, it's not extreme. It's really uh, quite honestly. If it, if this was really extreme rules, either the women's championship match or the steel cage match should be closing the show. Right. Um, because nothing is extreme about the show, and is. It would be great if they they were like, oh, we're going to announce stipulations on the day of the show or something, or they were going to announce stipulations beforehand. But it's just like, there's nothing going on here. Bring back Cyber Sunday if you're going to do something like this. You know, like what the fuck? Wow, don't 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 give me any ideas. Uh, the next match is Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler, thirty minute Iron Man match for the IC title. Uh this will be good. I, it's going to be a good match. I I mean Dolph. He isn't capable of having terrible matches to me. I, I just don't. don't that. I say Seth is incapable of having terrible. Well, 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 when 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 motivated, okay, when motivated, he's incapable of doing that. He gave your boy one of the best matches of his career, if not the best. Okay, who? 
Miss. Miss? Oh, yes. <laughs> wait, Miss does it on its own, right? Don't tell me <laughs> oh anything. Oh my god! Oh my god! Miss is an equal partner in all of this, you know. What I the, think. What the fuck ever, bro? Listen, he was number six. Remember, all right? Come on, all right? Whatever, bro. Uh, <laughs> so, so basically, uh, yeah, that that this match is happening because Seth lost the title uh, about three, four weeks ago. Um, Thirty minutes. I I got Dolph winning here. I, I think they want to move Seth out. I, I mean, Seth took a loss to Drew McIntyre on Monday. He lost to Dolph again. I think they're going to go with the storyline here, I, which will hopefully lead to him getting a, a universal title shot. I feel like it's going to go to a tie. Then it's going to be sudden death. <laughs> and then something with um, McIntyre was supposed to be thrown out, even though he's not supposed to be thrown out because he won the right to be at, in, in the ringside. And some distraction leads to Seth Rollins getting you know, rolled up. And, you know, yeah, that's it. I think I think Dolph Ziggler is going to win. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, should, should be a good match to say in 2018. Well, I I I mean, you have Seth move out, and then you have the next guy in line under him, which is Finn Balor. No, it's also up. weird. They're touting like we're the future, and I'm like Dolph, you've been here like 15 years, bro. <laughs> yeah, and Drew is definitely like in his mid 30s. You're definitely yeah, not the future, bro. The future of this business, you know. And I'm just like, bro, you know. It is what it is. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think Seth's moving out of the the upper mid card. I think I think Finn will move into his slot, and it'll be a Finn Dolph Ziggler feud after this. Which will and an Iron Man match is not extreme. I mean, it's extreme like length of a match, but you can have a thirty minute match, bro. And, and but the, I mean, that's thirty minutes of the show that you know will be dedicated to this. So I mean, that's more this than I can true. say about anything else. This is true. I, I wonder if they do that first. You have to do that match first to get out the way, or do they do it in, at the nine o'clock hour? Because it's going to be four hours, by the way. It's going to be four hour period. I would, I would probably do it at nine o'clock hour. Uh, okay. The next match, Bludgeon Brothers versus Team Hell No. This is what um, I think is going to be first. <laughs> yeah, it should be first. Um, I think the big crux of the story in the storyline right now is if Brian can trust Kane, I think Kane will do something that will prove that he can trust him. I don't think they're going to win this match, though. I, I, I think that they want to leave the tag, the tag division of SmackDown, which is really good. They want to leave it wide open. Um, but they wanted to give Brian one more thing to do before he moves on to the Miz in uh, at SummerSlam, which I still think is going to happen. I th- actually think the Miz is going to cost him this match. To be quite honest with you, well, I, I can agree that the Miz might cost Daniel Bryan this match. To be quite honest with you, having Team Hell No win would be a great way to transition the titles in a division where the Bludgeon Brothers have pretty much beaten everybody already. Oh, even that's, the guys, that's true. Even the guys that they haven't beaten they've kind of been already like there is just sanity like but i think it would be a great way to transition it to another set of champions and i think but the it, it, it comes in the sense of like all right how long do we have kane and what are we still doing with kane right. you know um i i legend brothers though yeah, I, I do too, but I do like that idea because in that way you could you could shift it to the bar and have hell no versus the bar matches. This is true, and I would, and would I would love that. That'd be that would be nuts because the bar hasn't been on TV for a while, um, and they actually haven't What's been the reason the for that. What's the I don't reason? know. I don't. I don't know. Uh, someone pointed it out the other day, and I was like, damn, they haven't been on TV for a while. I think they're going to come back if if that's the case. Bludgeon Brothers wins, and maybe the bar comes back as faces. I, I'm not mad at it. I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be mad either. Let's two, of the, two of the best workers. Um, the next, uh, on the other side of the spectrum, on, on Raw. <laughs> God, the B team. The, the B team versus Hardy and Wyatt. 
This is overstated. It's welcome. This has gone on so long, so long. This has gone by like this was supposed. This stopped being funny a month ago. Yeah, they should have did this on Raw. Honestly, they should have done if they didn't have time for to it on the last show. Just do it on Raw, and then we had to sit through you know Bray Wyatt getting injured in a car crash. Thank God he's okay, but that prolonged it even more. And now this this one month storyline that's taken up half the summer. Right. You know. Right. I uh, uh, should be I, building towards another tag team. Someone, you know, of a of an, you know, an author of pain variety. Which I think she, it's probably going to happen next. I hope it does, at least. Uh, I, again, I don't care about this. Uh, Harding, Harding and Wire are going to win. I yeah. think that, that, this should have been the kickoff match, if you want to keep it on it. This should have been the kickoff match, man. Uh, next I up. They wanted to make it up to them because they forgot their match on the last card. It's like, oh, shit, we booked this. Fuck. <laughs> Um, the next, the, the next match, uh, Carmella versus Oscar for the SmackDown women's title, James Ellsworth will be, uh, suspended above in a shark cage. Uh, I'm tired of this. I, I don't even want to predict this match. I'm going to be so disappointed. I love Oscar so much. And it, it, I just know, I know, you know, she's losing. I know she's, she's losing. losing. She's losing. Uh, I, I, as soon as the stipulation was announced, I was like, this is not a stipulation that you win. Um, it's not made for the face to win. Uh, Carmella will either throw the key or he, I will. I mean, we, we can call the finish. She's gonna drop a. Uh, she's gonna. He's gonna drop a foreign object. She's gonna pick it up and she's gonna. She's gonna use it on Oscar. She's gonna win. That's it. I mean, isn't that always how these fucking cage matches work? Or unless someone you know hops out in their underwear, slides out in Crisco, and just <laughs> and just drops down to the ring and almost tears his fucking quad. I don't know. Did um did oh wait didn't Enzo do that? Yes, that was exactly what I was referencing. I was yeah. <laughs> the audience for that entire match. First of all, everyone, no one cared about Big Show or Big Cass in that match. So it's further proved that he's a bum. Um, <laughs> second of all, why was Big Show and Big Cass having that match? And Enzo versus Cass. Like, why was that match even happening? Why was the little match, guy- remember, remember, that match is under the pretenses that they thought Big Show was the one attacking uh, Enzo the whole time. So Cass ended up Booking himself into a match inadvertently because he wanted to be a dickhead. But I'm he didn't have to fight. He, he didn't have to face Big Show at all. He could have just said that he was him the whole time. Yeah. It's, it's, this is weird. That, that was weird. That was weird. This will also be weird, but it might be a little sensitive. I think it'll be, I think it'll be, it'll be nine or 10 minutes. I think Carmelo's going to do a lot of running or a lot of uh, rest holds. Uh, I got to say, like, I'm, I had optimism into her reign of course as i always do i it has not been paid off with anything significant as of yet i never had fucking optimism i knew what it was um i've seen this type of reign before i i am not a big fan of it i don't think it's getting her over i don't think her reactions have gotten better even with ellsworth there to me this works better in the part of her career after she loses the belt where I think um, people are able to look back at it kind of in the moment, it doesn't seem to be very, very good. And to me, it's not. Um, I think after it, it kind of establishes her as, okay, she's a contender. Whereas now as a champion, it's kind of like, all right, she's a champion, but she doesn't really deserve the belt. So you don't really yeah. buy her as champion. It's the same shit I felt with gender where it's yeah. like the way that she, the way that he was winning those matches didn't make me think he was ever going to get that title back again when he lost it. Right. And he, and he's, and he's not. So, <laughs> so like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the way that this is making me feel is that it's like she's never getting this back. It's like, like well, you know, at least you have former women's champion Carmella, who's just been. But you don't really need her. 
to be honest. Yeah, I, I'm I'm tired of feud. I don't think I I mean, of course, Oscar has to lose to build her as a better baby face. And to to be fair, this feud has gotten her reactions. I mean, if you look at the yeah. YouTube, if you look at the YouTube views, they they her segments have been the top five for the past couple of weeks. So she is being looked at as someone that is important to the show. I can't say that she isn't. I don't think her losing hurts her because obviously she's still over. But I think that people are tired of the Carmella reign. I think what we want to see mm-hmm. is Oscar going against Becky or Oscar going against um, against uh, Charlotte again for the, yeah. for the title. I, I think Here's that's my it's going to be a triple threat match at SummerSlam. Okay, and it's going to be Charlotte and Oscar and Versus. Carmella. Okay, okay, in triple threat match, and probably Carmella will win again. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I think it's just it's just silly. Like her whole thing is like, oh, oh, I get it, I get it, I get it. So <laughs> Carmella, I get it. So Carmella beat Charlotte twice. She beat Oscar twice. Can she beat both of them? That's right. the story. Okay, that's what I think it's gonna happen. I, I'm, eh, you, you know what? I book, I, I book, I book a match every now and then. You know, I, 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 my thing is like this: like you don't gotta beat them twice to get there. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't gotta, you don't gotta beat those two twice to get there. They haven't, they haven't won anything significant since WrestleMania. Yeah, it doesn't mean this makes sense to me. God, um, yeah, I, I think Carmella's winning this. If Oscar wins, color me surprised. There, yeah, I would be very surprised. But other than the U.S. title, I don't, I don't see any title changing hands, and I don't, I definitely don't see two. So I think Carmella's winning. Um, the next match, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax, Extreme Rules match for the Raw Women's Title, the only Extreme Rules match uh, on the show. Uh, Ronda Rousey will be in the crowd, so you can already guess how this is going to end. The crowd or ringside. She's gonna be in the crowd. She's gonna buy a ticket. She's still, she's still suspended. Oh, okay. She's suspended. I mean, they said ringside to me. I heard ringside, but maybe it was just ringside in a chair. I don't know. All right, go ahead. Um. So yeah, I I think it'll be a pretty good match. I think those these two. Other than that uh, weird mania match. Other than that weird mania match, I think if you give Alexa weapons, she's she's good good enough in her character to actually make that pay off. I don't know how like uh, a kindle stick should be like hurting like. Nia Jax, like I, I look at her like the brawn of that division. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm interested I, in what they do. Yeah, and how Alexa's gonna beat her. I, I'm interested in how creative they get. I don't think any. I would have to see the. They would have to be a pretty damn good agent in this match, to be quite honest with you. And I don't want to get too like, oh my god, you know, too insider. But to me, when you have these type of matches, and it's really the only extreme rules match on the show. And you have this sort of blow off match. You want to get creative. You've been we've been having this feud since February. It's been on and off, but it's it's been there. You want to sort of make it a decisive finish, and you also want to have sort of creative spots that people remember. I don't know if any any of these two are capable of doing that, just because Naya is just not like a she's not a wrestler's wrestler, and and and, and neither is Alexa Bliss in a sense. What does that mean? What's that mean? She's not someone who lived, breathed, died, watched just as a kid. Um, uh, strives to be. I mean, I'm sure she strives to be the best, but I don't think she's like, for instance, a like you know her lineage is from wrestling, but also it's also like her main priority in life wasn't is not just to be a wrestler, and I don't think past that it's to be a wrestler forever. Wow, that's and I and that's, that's no yeah, that's not just a super knock, but it's just sense of. It's it's more so the mentality of like okay, proving, delivering and and being able to think and think outside of the box and think in wrestling terms and think wrestling of like why we're doing this and how we're doing this and all this other stuff. That's just to me. That's just how it comes off to me. I love Nia Jax though. I love Nia Jax. 
<laughs> don't, don't, hey, you don't got to convince me, brother. <laughs> I, I love Nia Jax. I love you don't you don't gotta you don't gotta convince me. Uh final match on the card. Jesus Christ, this is a long it's gonna be a long show. Um It's gonna be a lot of AJ, six minute matches. <laughs> AJ Styles versus Rusev uh for the WWE title in a match that uh the the outcome is pretty uh it's pretty intense. Like you already know what the outcome is gonna be. It, it's it's futile to even debate it. Uh I, just, I at this point I'm just wondering I'm just hoping it's a good match. And I think I want it to be a barn burner. I really do. I want it to be really back and forth. I want it to be, come down to like a matter of one slip decision at the end of the match. I want there to be like interference by Aiden English and he gets knocked over. I want a lot of things from this match. I want it to be as good as it can. I really want Rusev to show out because he really does not get these opportunities. And there's one here and it would just be impressive if he just showed out and just took it to another level. But you know, I I, I do think well, not that he needs to have in in, in the wake of in the wake of SummerSlam coming, um, potentially a John Cena showing back up, potentially a Randy Orton showing back up, potentially the Undertaker showing back up, Undertaker showing back up. There's a lot of things that are coming back as we move closer to SummerSlam that Rusev Day easily could be slotted out for. I hope he has a good performance enough where he shows that, man, I deserve to be here too. And I deserve to be on this card and you can put me against anybody and I'll bring it. Well, my thing is with, with like Shinsuke being a heel potentially with the U S title. Um, that means almost can't go for it for a while. And that means Rusev can't go for it unless he turns, uh, which he will. He's been kind of back and forth. And that's my thing. It's like, I, I think the, the natural thing to do after Hardy, is done is to actually finally turn Rusev, even though it'll be a couple months too late, um, into a face and have Nakamura and Rusev into the fall. They've had really good matches together. Um, I wouldn't mind a couple, but it's like it's it's like where do you slot Nakamura at that point? Because it's like uh, who's going to be? At and how do you build? You know, how do you? What's the way you build Rusev as a? Rusev is a beloved face. Don't get me wrong, but you, a, you have someone turn like, How does he? You have how does he fight in the ring? Oh well, that's true. How does he? How does he alter his, you know, the way he approaches things in the ring as this big brew, you know, really come from behind or come from under if he does, or else he becomes another Braun Strowman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of like, how does he alter the way he approaches things as a face against a Nakamura? Um, But I do love the idea of the match because I think it's, it's going to be a good match. Um, Listen, Raw, Raw's rating, Raw's rating, Raw's rating has been steadily going down and down and down and more down. And it's it's the worst it's been ever, has it? Yeah, ever. Uh, I mean, it's still number four. Still number four in the, in the, in the ratings. I mean, it's a summer malaise, man. It's, yeah. It, I, I would argue, I would really argue that I don't know if we're using if using ratings as a metric is still prominent. Yeah, it's, I don't know if it's worth it anymore because it's not going to make Universal NBC be like, "Oh man, we we kind of we put our we put our uh, we pitch, we hitched a ride to a horse that's not going to do well." Like it's still eclipsing two point five million viewers every single week, and that's something that most networks can't even get. Mm-hmm.
So I don't I, know, man. I, I, I don't know. know. Just lately, Raw. It's getting harder to talk about Raw. It's getting harder to cover Raw. It's getting hard to. I mean, I think it shows week by week. We have a rundown for a show this week. We just threw some. It was just, you know what? Just Raw happened. We'll acknowledge it happened, and then we'll move on from there. Well, it's, we'll it's, see what happens Monday. I think. I think the road to to SummerSlam mm-hmm. uh, is is going to be very interesting. How do you feel about the exclusive of Paul Heyman listed as a writer for Raw, though? Do you think that's something where it's just like, oh, we realize nothing's really sticking. We have to, we want to bring Paul Heyman for his consulting ideas. Do you think it's go for it, go fucking for it, go for it. Um, I I'm completely with it. I I really want, especially to- with Brock. I mean, Brock is a Brock seems like he's more than likely on his way out, and does that shift how their company, their relationship with Paul Heyman, in a sense? I think they want to, in some way, shape, or form, I'm pretty sure the WWE wants to keep that relationship with Paul going. He's a popular figure. And he's also a great mind. And I think that there are certain people in that company that understand that. And that's why they have, they've allowed him to kind of come in and give put it, put his stamp on on uh, on Raw, which to me always felt like a j- traditional show that was mm-hmm. never really up. Like SmackDown seems like a youthful, fun, loose show. And it, right. it, it, it totally comes off as that. Like, Kane well, that's decided because, to sing lyrics is, is hilarious. That's because we haven't, when you get to back to the point where you have a, I mean, don't get, get me wrong, John Cena raises the profile of a show and Randy Orton also raises the profile for the show, but also, you know, the sort of the youth on the show don't get the same opportunity because you are featuring a lot of those guys in main events and you're having these sort of matches and the things like that. So it's kind of like... I don't know. It's a real conflicting idea. It's, it's it's conflicting and sort of like having those guys back, SmackDown being a youthful show. I wish, honestly, quite honestly, maybe Raw could use John Cena and Randy Orton. Yeah, more than oh shit, but then we're back in twenty uh, two thousand eight. <laughs> yeah, two thousand eight through two thousand eleven. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, um, I don't know if that's the. I don't know if John Cena is the answer, and I, I don't think he's someone that could that could. I, I don't think any one performer saves a show anymore. Like Daniel Bryan came back and SmackDown still doing the same numbers and he's on the show every single week wrestling. Yeah. Like it's, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter who's on the show. And I think people need to stop saying like, it's because of the storylines. It's literally because there's nothing big going on. It's not because they haven't pushed certain people. I'm sorry. Like Cesaro's not moving the needle. No, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Nakamura winning all the belts ain't moving the needle. Daniel Bryan winning the title is not moving the needle at this point. Like it's just the way that the business is going. I don't think a, a DVR is popping. YouTube is popping. They got to find different outlets to do the shit. I, I feel like, and and I think that using ratings to to prove that any one thing is failing or or passing is that's the thing. Like this isn't doom and gloom because the thing is, a lot of people will love to. It's like the what aboutism. It's like. Everything that someone does, they'll bring up WWE. It's like I'll do it. I'll do it right back. Like, what would you do if, if ROH had that same time slot? What would they do? Right. What would you do if New Japan had the same time slot? What would they do? It's it's gonna happen. WWE is still the biggest, the biggest, the biggest thing in town here. Like, it it's gonna take better writing. I agree. I completely agree with that. But I don't think it's one person. You can't call up Velveteen Dream and ratings go back to four You know, it's just not gonna happen like that. Like. These are one of a kind things that happen. Like I, John Cena, I don't think is a cure all to what's going on. Two two more things I want to talk about. Um, one quick thing: two or five live main event: Cedric Alexander, Hideo Tommy. Um, uh, I watched it. it was, uh, yeah, it was, I, yeah. 
I don't think it. I don't think it. I, I mean, do you want to talk about? It? I mean, I don't think that it, it did anything to to disprove what I said about Hideo Tommy this whole time. Yeah, I was kind of. I was actually more proved in your direction about it. It just seemed very. I don't think the crowd was on the edge of their seat at any point in the match. They didn't believe it. Yeah. So, just because of the just the pace of the match in general and how you know Hideo Tommy you know worked at that match, I think if he. A lot more quicker and a lot more high impact moves, but that appears to be not, you know, <laughs> not where his trajectory in terms of athleticism and its career is going. Um, second, I feel like we need to do a show about NXT, an episode about NXT, like a state of affairs for NXT, and just what, like, are you, do you not like it? No, no, no. I love NXT, but I feel like we don't talk about it enough on the show. Like we get, yeah. we get kind of caught up every time there's a there's a there's a takeover taping, which is essentially one once every three months now. So I feel like we 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 should do a state of affairs for NXT. Let's look at the roster. Let's talk about our favorites. Let's talk about programs we could potentially have. Let's talk about like you know who's coming, who's going. Who who deserve who we think is going to be you know money on the main roster who we are and I think we should do something regarding something with NXT I mean Raw and SmackDown ain't popping <laughs> might as well talk about a show that is you know right uh, I mean uh, do, do do the let's ask the people let's ask the people NXT show next week NXT show next week we can talk about Glow we can talk about NXT we can talk about uh, certainly I mean unless something on Raw and SmackDown happens unless you know you know. Brock Lesnar shows up on Raw and starts at five and people and it's just like I still have the belt, you sons of bitches. Um then I don't know if there's much to talk about, but we'll see. All right. So uh next week, Cyrus, I know you're listening, motherfucker. You 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 know, you better be on this show next week. Uh let's do this shit. We're gonna review Glow and we're going mm-hmm. to talk about NXT, possibly if that's what y'all want. If that's and, still what uh, y'all want, we'll only do it if you want. If you you know, if you want us to talk about Raw, you'll do that too, you know? So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm with it. I'm, I, you know, I'm the NXT, like I watch NXT, but the thing, I think the issue is that, is that NXT, when we record the show, we haven't seen the, the current episode yet. That's fine. We could just do the general, you know, okay. We could just do a general atmosphere of like how things are going. We're not talking about the NXT. It's just a general show. I think we could talk about a lot of different aspects, aspects of NXT. I mean, I could, you know. I used to do this call. I used to on Wrestle Rap before when it was a website before it became solely a podcast. I remember I did this like grading NXT stars and it's just like this general grade of just like what's their potential, how far do I think they're gonna go, you know, what's their upside on the main roster, what's their downside if they call up, all this other stuff. Like we could analyze the roster, we could analyze the matches, we could go over what what things are leading to. Like I'm sure people have read the spoilers. It's not you know. Oh, it's going to be very spoiler intense. Yeah, it'll be very spoiler intense, but I think people will enjoy it. But, you know, let us know if you want to hear it. All right. So uh, that is that is the A Show for this week. Uh, thanks to everyone that has supported the show. Uh, as always, check us out on RNC Radio Live on Twitter. Check us out on SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, and the Apple Podcast uh, app as well. Um, we are always putting out new stuff. Uh, this Friday, we have a new episode of Late Fees. Uh, we'll be talking about Ben Affleck. So definitely check that out. Uh, and yeah, we, we have, have two belts on Sunday. We have two belts. We got two belts episode. We talked about Scorpion. It was amazing. We talked about Beast Mode 2. That was also amazing. I love that album. Um, to, you know, alongside dropping this podcast today, the A Show, we will also have an emergency episode of The Lookout because 
we were talking about what is happening in the Dragon Ball world, and it has been shaken up with the announcement of Brawly. Oh Lord! I, from what I understand, from what I understand, Broly, uh, Broly, Brawly, Broly, uh, Broly, whatever. He is. He's hated. He looks like Goku on HGH. I don't. I never understood him. Well, you know, we'll get a we'll we'll get into a lot of that. So make sure you want to listen to the show and subscribe to RNC Radio for all of that because we're gonna talk. All right, about leave it. us a like, a comment, subscribe, all of that shit. And if you're another podcast of color, hit us up. Please hit us up. Yeah. You know, I was just saying it today. Nobody ever asked me to be on the show. Like this, this is your your opportunity. Get us on the show, man. We'll, we love to talk about wrestling. We do this every single week. I get um, asked to be on shows all the time. I'm just not, I'm not gonna hold you. Oh, wow. All right. Well, look at that. Look at that. Actually, Justin to be on your show. Justin is quality. Justin will make time. My guy, come on. Even three hours away, he will make time. Whatever. I'm a nobody. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, you guys, this, uh, this has been the A Show for uh, Mills. I'm Justin signing off. Until next week. Peace. Happy Rusev Day. Maybe as WWE Hopefully. champion. Hopefully. I don't know.